Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin, and my voice sounds funny. I'm a little stuffed up today. I don't know if it's allergies. I don't know if it's the fact that we haven't seen the sun in Maine in a week and a half, maybe longer. I don't know what it is. I'm obviously not sick. I never get sick, but I'm like, my right nostril is stuffed up, and the left one's just slowly leaking. So... I'm on my way to the gym to pound this out of my head, whatever it is. I did have a couple martinis last night at dinner. That's probably that's probably what it is. Hold on, I'm just making sure I don't get T-boned here. Okay, I'm glad I checked. Um, did, we had another uh, dinner last night with our new software company that's going to be coming out to a uh, gun store near you, man. I'm so, I'm so excited for this, dude. I absolutely love building businesses. I love it. The just the I, I never knew what I was passionate about up until like very recent, like two years ago. I had no idea. Like for the longest time, if you would have asked me, like, what Mike, what are you passionate about? I mean, I knew I liked to speak, you know, like public speaking. I knew I liked to lead, but um, I didn't know what I was like actually passionate about. And I was thinking about this last night. And it's just like, I'm not saying this to like toot my own horn. It's just really cool. Like when somebody asks me a question, you know, so here's, here's a good one. So for the software, you know, they're like, uh, well, if we're, we, we have our software in a gun store, you know, and we charge them, you know, they, a flat rate for three users and then they need to add a pay for, to add another user, you know, what's keeping the reps at the gun store from not sharing each other's logins and I said well it's very simple I said uh, we get them to compete we get them to compete so basically what we could do is we could go back at the end of each quarter or month and show the owner of the gun shop or the management like here are your reps that are talking to the most people as indicated by our software here are the basically our software is going to custom fit guns to people right um, and I'm not going to get into much more of that because it's patent pending. But or maybe now we have the patent. I don't know. I'm just going to play it on the safe side. Um, it's going to show you which reps on your floor sold the most guns, which the most expensive guns, which ones had the least amount of returns. Like, So like they're not going to want to share each other's login info because they're going to be competing, right? So just knowing how to and just knowing where to place people and knowing what we need. You know, I was talking the one thing we need, by the way, if this is you listening to me, um, I need a gun fanatic. I need an autistic gun fanatic. <laughs> I need to be able to throw you in a trench and with four or five guns disassembled in mud and have you reassemble them and fire all four. Like, that's that's the type of person I need. But anyways, last night we were I was just reflecting on how much I love the building stages of business, you know, and then I get bored. Once this thing's built out and running, I'm going to get bored. <laughs> I'm going to get bored and, you know, there's always new challenges like, you know, in the other companies, there's always new challenges, but I'll, I'll get bored and I want to move on to the next thing. Dude, I'm already thinking of the next thing, you know, and uh, it's just so much fun. I would say I'm an angel investor, but it's almost like I'm an angel inventor at this point. You know what I mean? Like, not only do I provide funds and capital for businesses, but I also provide know-how and help them build. 
and uh, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, we had dinner last night in uh, at Evo in Portland. Portland. I tell you one thing, man, about Portland. It's a it's a liberal hellhole. But uh, they, there's some really good food. Some really every restaurant I've been to in Portland, I've been very impressed. So I like to order a bunch of dishes and just share, you know. So last night we had lamb, salmon, uh, steak, uh, chicken, like roasted chicken. Dude, it was all, you know, they were small plates. It's like one of those fancy restaurants, but we had nice seats right up against the windows, able to look outside and people watch and just chop it up. It was a lot of fun, but we're getting legal tied up for that this week. And uh, yeah, just very excited with the way things are, are going. Also, I hope you guys listen to the episode with Dr. Trevor Bachmeyer, aka Smashworks, aka the Spartan. Go back and listen to that episode. That was our first guest, and it's a major one. This dude's followed by like Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? Like this was this was no small thing. So uh, go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. It's about an hour and a half, maybe a little longer than that. So uh, you definitely need to prep yourself to have some time, maybe in the car on a on your next road trip, but. Uh, that one was, a, I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that. We didn't get too, like, in-depth, in-depth into any real, like, we, 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 we covered everything surface level. Um, I wanted you guys to get to know him because I know that we're going to do more episodes together. And I think that there's some things we could, uh, I know there's things uh, that we could dig into a little bit deeper. Hold on, I'm going to blow my beak here. Oh, yeah, I'm going to make you guys listen, too. Oh, God. <laughs> I just imagine this is somebody's first episode. You know what I mean? They saw that we had Trevor Bachmeyer on here, and they're like, oh, let's tune in and see what this guy's all about. <laughs> but uh, uh, there there needs to be more more bravery. You know, that's that's the other thing I want to talk about today. There's very, there, there's very few brave people, uh, especially men, and I feel like one of the inherent characteristics of a man is to be brave. Like, when you think about the stories that we've read in the, in the movies we watched as kids, it was always the man saving the damsel in distress. And now that's obviously society. Now women are, you know, they show these, you know, movies where women are beating up five guys at a time. There's not a woman on this planet that could handle me in hand-to-hand combat for more than 30 seconds. It's ridiculous. It's just unrealistic standards. But anyways... There's not one. I don't pick them. Ronda Rousey, Amanda Nunez. I mean, everybody's, well, you're striking. She, if she hits me, it's going to hurt. But I will literally pick her up by, I, I could probably fit both of her ankles in one hand. And you ever seen uh, where, where uh, the Hulk smashes Loki? <laughs> that's, that's what I would do to her. She's 130, what, 140 pounds, if not less. I'm 250. You know what I mean? I could clap her head with my hands and it'd be game over. But anyways, there's no more brave men. Like yesterday, I was telling this story on my Instagram story. Real, true story. I'm on my way to dinner last night. And I look behind me and I see this. there's something running in and out of cars and through traffic. And it's a dog. It's a husky. This little cute little husky. He's running around. His tail's wagging. He's like in, we are in the street, in traffic, you know, about 40 miles an hour. So I slammed on my brakes and I get out of the car and I call him over and thank God he looks at me, comes running towards me. Well, dude, I hear behind me, this huge truck, guys not paying attention, 
come to find out he was on his phone, comes flying down the road. Dude, I had to grab this dog last second. I'm like, I'm going to get hit by this truck. But if I move, this dog's going to get hit by the truck. I had to grab this dog and basically throw it backwards over me by the scruff of his neck and like jump backwards. This dude almost took my door off. He, he looks up finally, last second, and sees us and slams on his brakes. And, you know, he, he gets out. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. I wasn't paying attention. I was on my phone trying to see my next turn. I'm not from here. I'm late. Blah, blah, blah. Girl comes running up. She grabs her dog. She's crying. It was just, it's just. But it's like, where are all the, like that, she was like, he's been loose for 15 minutes. I'm like, nobody got out of their car to help this poor girl, maybe 17, 18 years old, get her dog. People just kept driving by. Not my problem. Not my problem. Why would I get involved? And we wonder why the world is in the state that it's in. Because nobody wants to do anything that will make them uncomfortable. Nobody. Especially being brave and getting into traffic and saving somebody's pet. It's it's so funny. And again, I'm not trying to like toot my own tootsie over here. But it's like, it wasn't even a second thought to me. The moment I saw that dog, I put my car in park in the middle of the road, halted traffic and got to work getting a hold of that dog. It just, it wasn't like I didn't think, well, what if I'm late to dinner? What if I get hit by a car? What if somebody beeps at me and is mean to me? It wasn't even, those weren't even thoughts. The thought was, get this dog, execute, let's go. I'm telling you, you ever put me in a, in a position with one of these psychotic mass shooters, it's gonna end very quickly. It's gonna end very quickly. I won't hesitate. I don't care if I lose my life Dude, here's, here's another, here's the one I wanted to talk about. That migrant, and what was it, France? Of course it was France. All the guys over there are pussies. So this migrant starts stabbing children on a playground. Children in strollers. And none of the men there stopped them. One guy ran up and like kind of threw his backpack at him and the men just stood there and screamed with the women while this guy ran around and stabbed four or five kids little kids at a playground now a couple things here number one migration immigration cultural diversity is a cancer it's a load of horse shit look at look at the rapes in Sweden and other places that have opened their borders to these migrants. Look at the rapes, look at the theft, look at the murders, look at all the violent crime. It goes through the roof. Open border migration is one of the worst things you could do for your country. Like, I just, I'll say it, man. And some of y'all are going to call me racist, but whatever. That word doesn't even mean anything anymore. Certain cultures are not supposed to mix. It's just, it's like oil and vinegar. It's like, you know, we try to make peace in the Middle East. Here we are, big bad America. And we've just made things worse because the Middle East has been at war with itself since the dawn of man. Look at the Balkans. Look at just 
just read a history book. Certain cultures are not supposed to mix. So when you import third world trash into your country, you get third world trash problems. Like little girls being raped and little children being stabbed at a playground. Oh, whoa, whoa, Mike. Did you just call them third world trash? Yes. Yes. They are third world trash. Now, I'm not saying there's not good people. But when you just have an open border policy, we'll take everybody. Look at that guy that shot that family over like some fireworks or something like that in Texas. Third world trash from the pits of hell in Mexico. I know some great Mexicans. I love my Mexican friends. Some of the nicest people in the world. But when you just open your border and just let everybody in, you have very nasty opportunists that grew up in violence, that know how to deal in violence, and know that coming into this country, Sweden, France, the average person in Sweden and France has never been exposed to violence, so how do you think they're going to get their way and impose their will? Violence. So anyways, not to go to, we'll do a whole separate this whole multicultural diversity thing is a, is a, it's a cancer. It's one of the worst things. It's one of the worst things. Certain groups of people just not supposed to mix. That's just how it is. It's just how it is, man. I'm not going to put a bobcat in with a mountain lion in a cage because they look similar. Because they're from the same genome species, whatever. It just doesn't make sense. But anyways, I know you're like, wow, man, that's a really harsh take. You bet your ass it is, but reality's harsh. Reality starts now. I'm not saying that different people can't get along and cooperate, but it's so funny. You look at like I drive in Portland the other day or yesterday, and they're importing a lot of I think it's Somalian uh, refugees. And what do they all do, anyways? They're here, but what do they all do? They all stick together. Well, why? Because familiar faces, familiar. We, we all know. You know what I'm saying? Like. I noticed yesterday there was at a bus stop, there was a group of white people and a group of Somalian immigrants. And guess what? Do you think they were all mixed and talking and having a great... No. They were were 10 feet of distance between both groups. And I don't think that all the Somalians knew each other and I don't think all the white people... I knew all the white people didn't know each other. But guess how they grouped up? It's just how it is. It's ingrained in our DNA. When you try to force this stuff, bad things happen. Because there's differences, there's cultural differences, there's things we don't understand about each other, ingrained over thousands of years. But anyway, so back to the stabbing, the kids. <laughs> back to stabbing the kids. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> so, and it, I, I go into the comments section of the Instagram video I saw this on, and there's this kid, <laughs> absolute doofus. First of all, he says he's the biggest kid in the comment section. I could have deadlifted his... I could have deadlifted all three of his lifts. But anyways, he... Uh, he's like, dude, I don't care how big or strong you are if you're trained to with a knife. You don't go after people with a knife. You know, these guys, they did the right thing running away. I'm like, bro, you are... You should have to go to a hospital and surrender your nuts. Because you are not a man. I don't care.
care if I get stabbed 15 times. I'm going to get my hands on that guy and put his eyes out of his sockets. I'm going to get stabbed a whole bunch. I might die. But how many little kids and moms' lives are saved? That's the thing now. Everybody values. Everybody now is an altruist. Everybody's a donator. Everybody's a volunteer. Everybody's an activist. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, nobody's going to give their life for another person. Ever. It's all fake. It's all bullshit. Oh, I'll be an activist so long as I can tolerate a, you know, there's a, there's a threshold of discomfort that I can tolerate. And as soon as, as soon as I'm in jeopardy, oh, there's my act, my activism goes out the window. Like if some dude is stabbing kids at a playground, I don't care if he's got a machete and a, 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 a bomb jacket on with a dead man's trigger. If I've got to die to protect a couple I'm getting like emotional. I don't I don't I hope y'all know how serious I am when I say if I have to die to save somebody else's life, especially a child, I'll do it with a big old smile on my face. I'll be grinning ear to ear as I bleed out on the parking lot. I'll be grinning ear to ear, baby. What does Jesus say? There is no greater love than he that would lay his life down for another man, woman, or child. There's no greater love. You know, it's all love, love, love now. Love is love. Love is love. It all It's a selfish, self-serving, perverted love that society talks about now because none of these people in these parades, none of these people in these activists, whatever, None of them would pay the ultimate price for another person. And I know I would, and I know that a good handful of very good men that without blinking an eye, and these are the men that build and protect society, and these are the men that they are trying to extinguish. These are the men that have built and protect society And these are the men that they are trying to extinguish. Because shit hits the fan, pardon my French. I know me and that good handful of men, the government starts coming around, cracking down, taking people's guns, forcing things. You you better believe we're going to be willing to die. I will be very willing to die. Very willing. I hope my FBI agent, lawyer, whoever... You idiots, you little rats, listening to me right now. I just want to let you know. You come trying to take the guns. You come trying to take our kids. You come trying to force some medical procedure. You come trying to put chips in our head and the neural... I'm telling you right now, I know you guys are like, dude, he's going full-blown tinfoil hat. You bet your ass I am. You you better bring some... (laughs) better bring some manpower. (laughs) better bring some manpower because me and these and these men that I know the men that I'm very close with that I don't even talk about I won't even say their names on here are extremely dangerous people I consider myself to be a very dangerous person 
not that I'm going to hurt anybody for no reason. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, if you mess with me or my family, it's not going to end well for you at all. Most men, you could walk up and flick his wife on the bridge of his nose and smack his kid in the face. He couldn't do anything. You even get close enough to my wife to, to flick her on the bridge of her nose. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be paralyzed permanently for the rest of your life. <clears throat> You've got to be dead. Jordan Peterson talks about this. You've got to be dangerous as a man. There's not enough dangerous men, and that's why they got away with the whole COVID thing. They're like, well, you know, some, you know, they pushed us to a certain limit, and they realized they had to back off because people were really starting to get agitated. Me included. Me and I was ready. I, dude, I was getting ready to like, all right, we're, we got to storm the Capitol, pull these people out by the <sighs> scruffs of their necks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Isn't that crazy I could get in trouble for saying that? That I'm probably on a list or will be on one if I'm not already? Dude, they're watching us. They're, they're you know, now... Now if you have a don't tread on me flag, you're, you're an extremist to the FBI. Isn't that crazy? Patriotism now is a red flag for extremism. You guys see what they're doing? God, keep playing your video games. Keep drinking your soy lattes from Starbucks. It's all going to be fine. And you know what? It will. Because there's strong men. There's dangerous men like me and many others. That when a push comes to shove, there's going to be pushing and shoving. You know? So, I don't know what the point of today's episode was. But, there you go. There you go. Go get dangerous. Learn how to fight. Learn how to shoot. Just learn how to fight and shoot and get strong. Hit some uh, hit some pads. Learn boxing. Learn, learn Muay Thai. Definitely learn BJJ. Learn jiu-jitsu without a doubt. Learn how to fight. Learn how to shoot. And get strong. Get really, really strong. Nobody will mess with you. If they do, it will be from a distance. Hiding behind a keyboard. I ain't never had anybody mess with me in my face. Ever. It's never happened. Get dangerous. Alright. I love you guys. Let's get it. Have a great day. Peace.